Live from Cleveland, Ohio, it's the Barbecue Central Show. Tele Talk Radio, the Barbecue Central Show. On your Tuesday evening, I'm your host, Greg Rempe. And a very good Tuesday evening to you, wherever you may be. Happy to have you. Hope you're doing well. I am excellent. We have a great show lined up. Packed. So let's do this. Let me give you your contact information first. Uh, if you have a question that you would like to break off to me via email, you don't want to call in on the show, certainly you don't have to do that if you don't want to. And the email is such, bbqcentralradio at gmail.com. Or if you want to call me, do it, 216-220-0966. Do not call the 818 number that is listed on the LA Talk Radio webpage. For some reason, this has all of a sudden become a problem where I've been getting emails, people telling me the 818 number doesn't work. Yeah, no kidding. That's why I give you the 216 number 55 times during the course of the show. Again, that number, 216-220-0966. First thing out of the chute, you're sitting there in front of your computer. Go ahead and rip off about five, six, ten emails to your friends that like barbecuing, grilling, that like to eat your barbecue or your grilled food, some customers that you cater for. Hook them up with the link, latalkradio.com. Send it to them right now. Let's grow the listenership. Let's all take an active role in it. And we'll, we'll grow this not only uh, for the Barbecue Central Forum, but for barbecue in general, getting the competition word out, getting the backyard barbecue out, and so forth. So let's do that. Send your friends an email. Hit up the link, latalkradio.com. You can always keep up with all the important things that's happening in the world of barbecue and grilling by going to the website, thebarbecuecentral.com. Also, if you've missed the Barbecue Central show in the past, you can go to LA Talk Radio homepage, click on the Barbecue Central badge, and that will take you to the bio page for the Barbecue Central show. There's a whole list of archives, so if you've missed one, you can download it. You can also stream it live right there on the site. Uh, either way you want to do it, your prerogative. Don't forget the Barbecue Central show on LA Talk Radio is on iTunes. Search the show name, search me by author. Either way you want to do it, it will show up. You're off and running, and there you go. A little setup on the show tonight. Next segment, I'll be having an interview with a guy by the name of Kevin Taylor out of Fort Wayne, Indiana, kind of an internet uh, legend, backyard barbecue extraordinaire. Uh, he does compete, uh, but he has kind of been a staple on many of the barbecue forums uh, across the internet and has kind of made a uh, stop into mine. So, has a lot of great recipes, has a lot of great backyard experience. I know I get in a lot on the competition side of things, and uh, you know I don't do a lot of how-tos or recipes or stuff like that, so I thought I'd change that up tonight. Go ahead and bring Kevin in, a.k.a. Stogie, and we'll talk to him about uh, he's got a very impressive rib method that he does for cooking multiple racks of ribs on Weber Smoky Mountains. Uh, he has a lot of experience with that cooker, so we'll talk to him about why he chooses to cook on that, uh, what are the best ways to use it, so forth, so we'll have him next segment. Third segment, legend, Jack's Old South Pitmaster, Myron Mixon. I can't think of anything that this guy hasn't won at least once. Memphis in May competitions, the, the Memphis in May major competitions, the world championships. He wins in Florida Barbecue Association events. He wins in Memphis Barbecue Network events. He wins in Kansas City Barbecue Society competition events. He just pretty much wins. He does uh, his own little private competition class like a lot of other people do. He does a little bit differently as far as uh, his setup and, and what he teaches. So uh, Myron Mixon, third segment, of course, last segment of the show. 
barbecue password for your chance to win a two-pack of PD River Swamp Sauce donated by Tim Patton at SwampSauce.com. Find out more about them at that website, SwampSauce.com. So let's uh, go ahead and review the past week of competition barbecue. As we go ahead and break off to the PickledPig.com website for interactive reviews. This for the week 5, July 23rd through the 29th. And we start in at the uh, Windsor-Vermont Harpoon New England Championship. Grand champion in that one, I Smell Smoke. Reserve grand champion, Q Haven. Then we blast off to Freehold, New Jersey for the Monmouth County Fair's first backyard barbecue. Winning that, Black Tie Barbecue. Reserve Low and Slow Barbecue. We move a little bit more south down to the Stephen, Stephenville, Maryland, Chesapeake Bay Cookoff. Winning that, Texas Rib and Butt. Reserve Grand, Butt a Bing. That's kind of a nifty play on words right there, Butt a Bing. We go up north to Grand Rapids, Michigan. Taste of Grand Rapids. Winning that one, Shigs and Pitt, Reserve Grant, Up in Smoke, and Chet 2. Farther west, Mason City, Iowa, the Up in Smoke Barbecue Bash. Let's kick some ash. Grand Champion, Reserve Grant, Iowa Smoky D's BBQ. And a bunch of stuff uh, down in the south uh, central part of the country. Uh, I believe this is Dighton's Backyard Barbecue Bash in Dighton, Kansas City. Or, I'm sorry, Kansas. Donna's Party Time BBQ winning that with nothing but wood. Wood coming up as grand. Then in Dodge City, Kansas, Four Legs Up and Barbecue Catering wins the 18th Annual Barbecue Backyard Barbecue Contest. Daddy Jack's takes reserve. El Dorado, Kansas. Smoke on the Prairie. KC Can Crew wins that one. Pig In, Pig Out takes reserve. Finally, Boone County Fair and Barbecue Contest. Belly Brothers Barbecue takes that one. Great Grills of Fire. Saw them last week, too. Uh, I believe with either a Grand or a Reserve Grand. Uh, taking that one, again, that was the Boone County Fair and Barbecue in Columbia, Missouri. And there you have your updated contest results for this past weekend. Again, brought to you graciously by the good folks over at the PickledPig.com. A lot of cool interactive stuff happening over there. So, if you like interactive stuff, widgets, interactive uh, stuff about competitions, that's the place to go. Thanks to Paul Ostrom for uh, getting that all together and letting me bite on his site. I appreciate it, Paul. All right, I'm going to get out, dial up Kevin Taylor, a.k.a. Stogie. So when we come back, we'll be talking about Weber Smoky Mountains. We'll be talking about all sorts of great stuff related to uh, backyard barbecue. Don't forget, end of the show, barbecue password, third segment, Meyer Mixon. Stand by. Scotty, you're listening to the Barbecue Central Show on L.A. Talk Radio. The Big Green Egg is the most unique barbecue and grilling product on the market with its unmatched capabilities and flexibility that surpass all other conventional cookers combined. It's a smoker, a grill, and an oven. 
You can literally cook any food on it year-round, from appetizers to entrees to desserts. The Big Green Egg lights fast, and it's ready to cook on within 10 minutes, and no need for that yucky lighter fluid. The ceramic walls retain heat with an accurate temperature control, so there are no hot spots. And since the top is down while you're cooking, there are no grease flare-ups. Its handsome, unique, and decorative design produces the juiciest and most succulent food you'll ever taste. And don't forget about the world-class customer service and the lifetime warranty that goes along with every unit. You can find out more about the Big Green Egg by visiting their website at biggreenegg.com. That's biggreenegg.com. The Big Green Egg, the most versatile and unique barbecue and grilling product on the market. Barbecue has never been easier with the Barbecue Guru. The Barbecue Guru is a temperature control and monitor for all pits, charcoal, wood, electric, your pit. It easily attaches to any smoker or pit and gives you simple, trouble-free control of your temperatures so you can make championship-quality barbecue every time and all the time. And it's location-free. Take it anywhere. This amazing breakthrough in barbecue technology is a microprocessor-controlled draft system that uses temperature monitors and a small fan to keep your temperatures constant. The stainless steel Guru Pit Miner gives you a choice of controls from 90 to 370 degrees. So cold smoking, pepper drying, making cheese or jerky or fabulous brisket ribs is nothing short of effortless. The Procom 4 lets you monitor your pit from up to 600 feet away. And there's more. Check out the full line of products and accessories for the future of barbecue with new items on the way. Visit thebarbecueguru.com. That's www.thebbqguru.com. Or call 1-800-288-GURU. This is Gary Bay Nerd Chuck, host of Wine Library TV, aka WLTV, and this is BBQ Central. Now, let's get back to the Barbecue Central show on LA Talk Radio. Welcome back. It's the Barbecue Central Show on LA Talk Radio. Glad to have you tonight. Barbecue Central Radio at gmail.com, the email address if you want to shoot me a question. Don't forget, coming up next segment, Myron Mixon. Also, end of the show, barbecue password for your chance to win a two pack of PD River Swamp Sauce barbecue sauce. Uh, it's good stuff. Check them out at swampsauce.com. As promised, uh, joining me right now, Kevin Taylor a.k.a. Stogie, out of Fort Wayne, Indiana. Kevin, thanks for joining me tonight. How are you? Greg, I'm doing fantastic. How are you? I'm not too bad. Did I call you on your cell phone? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's all right. I, uh, un- unfortunately, I misplaced your uh, your home phone number, so we'll work with this. I think this will work fine. <laughs> Good. Uh, so, Kevin, uh, I kind of wanted to bring this segment into the fact of you know, maybe relating a little bit more towards the backyard barbecuer, and I know you have a lot of uh, extensive experience with Weber Smoky Mountain, so we'll kind of focus on those two things. But first, uh, why don't you give us a little background about yourself, kind of how you got into uh, barbecue? Well, I got into it, Greg, a long, uh, long time before the internet was invented by Al Gore. So uh, it, it was kind of a tough road. I kind of tease the guys these days that they got it pretty easy because all they got to do is come to a place like Barbecue Central. And, uh, boy, there's everything they need to know right there. It uh, wasn't quite so easy back before the Internet. I uh, spent a lot, of, uh, a lot of money on meat, uh, and I guess the final straw came when my uh, in-laws, for the umpteenth time, 
<laughs> said that I made the worst ribs they'd ever had. <laughs> so I kind of put everything away, Greg, and uh, waited. Uh, and you know, several years later, the internet was around, and, and things just became a little bit easier. Now you're mainly, uh, again, as I kind of mentioned on the way out in the first break, but you're mainly cooking on Weber Smoky Mountains. Yeah, I used to uh, used to have a whole fleet of them. I've given some to my neighbors, uh, and I'm down to, to a mere two right now. How many but did it's you have? It's amazing, at, uh, Greg, what what those two can do. How many did you have at, at peak count? I had I had four at at one time. So, what do you like so much about the Weber Smoky Mountain? What do you what do you what attracts you to it? Uh, once, you know, once I got on the competition trail, the, the greatest thing was I was the only guy out there that was, uh, able to sleep through the night. Uh, they're just a, they're a fantastic little smoker, uh, Greg. And that, I mean, there's just so many good things about them. Uh, you can start with a price. Uh, I got the heck mine, mine are so old. They were about 150 bucks a piece when I got, uh, when I got them and they're perfect for the backyard guy. You know, you don't have to invest $10,000 in a big trailer unit or $5,000 in an in a offset smoker. Uh, for under 200 bucks. you got yourself one of the best little backyard smokers on the planet, I think. I just got an uh, email in here, a question, so uh, we'll go ahead and feel that if you're up to it. Uh, looks like this is from a guy named Bill. Uh, this guy knows his smoking, so he's obviously talking about you. How does Kevin keep track of his temp uh, temperatures when smoking on the Weber Smoky Mountain? Yeah, probably the the, the single biggest thing, and, and Greg, I'll kind of relate this to a story when I started. Um, you, you need some type of temperature uh, um, device, and a lot of us use an oven thermometer because uh, you really got to know what the uh, what your cooker, whatever you're cooking, and you got to know what the temp is inside. Uh, so I happen to use just a, uh, an inexpensive oven thermometer. You can find these things at about any uh, any store that, that handles kitchen supplies. And what it is, it, it's an L-shaped probe, and it's got about a three-foot core that attaches into a digital readout unit. And you can do you can measure it any number of ways. You know, you can you can push it through a uh, through a potato and put it right next to your meat. And it's going to give you exactly what the temp is at that point in your cooker. A lot of us uh, with the Weber Smoky Mounds, we just kind of stick it in the lid, and you get a pretty good idea of what uh, what's going on inside of that smoker. And, Greg, what I was going to say is that <clears throat> that was one of the problems that I had early on. I had no idea that you had to, you know, you had to know what the, what the inside temp of was your cooker. Well, the reason all my ribs were turning out uh, rather tough, <laughs> I found out that, that the little electric unit I was, I was using at the time only got to about 185 degrees. Now, to make a good tender rib, you need, uh, you need your meat temps up over 200. And when your cooker's only chugging out 180 degrees, uh, you're not ever going to turn out a tender rib. So being that somebody that you know likes and, and appreciates the Weber Smoky Mountain, I mean, a number of people use it. Uh, you use it, as you said, uh, almost exclusively. So what improvements would you like to see made to the Weber Smoky Mount to make it maybe even a little bit more functional for somebody that's just breaking into barbecue? Man, I'll tell you, the biggest thing, the single thing, Greg, that, that I that the biggest drawback of this great little thing is the size. It's it's too small. It's a 19-inch cooker, all right? So, and what that means is that that's the diameter of the cooking chamber itself. But I'll tell you what, you take that 19 inches down, 
<clears throat> the great level is only about 17 and a half inches long. And even if you narrow it from there to, to, to the water pan that it uses, now you're probably down to 16 and a half, 17 inches. So it's pretty small. So what that means, every rack of ribs I've ever run into, Greg, is usually 20, 21, 22 inches wide. So it means you've got to cut the rack in half. Otherwise, you're going to you know, have to stuff it in there, and it's going to be touching the sides of the cooker and all the, all the stuff that you don't want to happen. So, so the biggest drawback, and quite honestly the only drawback, uh, is, is that it would be nice if it was a little bit wider. But we can work around that. So kind of uh, using ribs as a segue into the next question, you're kind of well-known for this uh, multiple rack of uh, ribs cooking on one Weber Smoky Mountain. Go ahead and kind of tell us about that, how many actual racks of ribs you're getting on that, the whole process, and we'll kind of question out from there. Yeah, okay, good deal. Yeah, because like I said, even though it's kind of small, believe it or not, Greg, and it has two levels to cook on, I can cook 10 slabs. Uh, of ribs on this little Weber Smoky Mountain. Now, what you got to do, you got to cut every every slab of ribs in half, and then you got to go on. You got to get yourself a rib rack. All right, I've got a charbroil rib rack that allows me to put, um, I think it's seven half racks uh, in the in the rib rack itself, and then I can put a couple on top and I can put a couple on each side. Uh, so, believe it or not, my little guy can can cook ten full slabs. Uh, of ribs by using the uh, the rib rack technique. Now I've got two of those, so that means I can smoke 20 slabs of ribs uh, with just two of these little uh, $200 cookers. Uh, and I, I do a little bit of catering, Greg. Um, I've been in sales my whole life, and one of my big sales uh, uh, incentive deals was always, you know, if you if you sent me so much business, I'd cook for 50 of your favorite clients. And um, it's pretty nice to be able to go to a Thing in an eight by uh, you know eight foot by six foot trailer, I can fit my whole doggone uh, deal in there because these little Weber Smoky Mountains uh, are, are nice and small. They're very portable, um, and again, they, we can cook a heck of a lot of uh, of meat in them. Now, you also are kind of famous for this uh, chicken thigh method that you use. Can you tell us a little bit about that and and kind of the ingredients you use and temperatures? Yeah, the chicken thighs are pretty, you know, it's a pretty interesting phenomenon. And, and this kind of grows out, Greg, from uh, from the time when I was competing. A uh, gentleman by the name of Jumpin' Jim, I think it was back in 2000 or 2001, uh, he won the KCBS National Chicken Championship trophy for that year. Uh, and he kind of started this craze on uh, on doing chicken thighs. Now, what's great about chicken thighs is that it's dark meat. Uh, there's some nice skin on it. There's only one bone involved, uh, but it holds moisture like you can't believe. Uh, so the whole thing behind the, the, the chicken thighs is that you want to kind of cook it partially done, all right? Then you want to simmer it in some good sauce, and then when you're when you're ready to turn it in or when you're ready to feed the people, you want to put it back on. You want to kind of burn it over a little bit higher heat. And I'll tell you what, it, Greg, it turns out the best doggone chicken on the planet. I mean, I, I it's kind of the poor. I, I get more comments on my chicken than I do on my ribs. Kevin, are you uh, up for fielding one phone call before the segment ends? Yeah, definitely. All right, let's see. Uh, I wonder if they're still there. No, they hung up. I'm sorry. <laughs> all right, that's all right. Live, uh, live radio. You never know what's going to happen. 
Yeah. Do you have uh, – oh, uh, Bill is chiming in again. Uh, do you use wood in cooking? How much? Chips, chunks? What do you like? No, you know, uh, kind of whenever I'm using my Weber Smoky Mountains, uh, whenever I use charcoal, and this can be true if it's a charcoal, you know, if it's a regular Weber charcoal grill or any other charcoal grill. I like to use uh, chunks of wood, Greg, as opposed to chips. And by a chunk, what I mean is just take your fist and ball it up. And if you can get a chunk of wood uh, about the size of that fist, I'll use three of those uh, anytime that I'm smoking ribs or pork butts or even brisket. Uh, and, and that's a pretty good standard to use. The reason I use the chunks is that they tend to burn pretty slowly, and I'll get usually a couple hours of smoke uh, out of a uh, fist-sized chunk of wood. And it works great in the uh, in the Weber because, again, the Weber, the other advantage of that Weber Smoky Mount on about uh, three-quarters of a bag of charcoal, I can get that little guy to burn for 22 hours without wow. a lot of fussing around. That also makes the, the wood burn a little bit longer. So, again, a nice fist-sized chunk of wood uh, in that Smoky Mountain, you're going to get a couple of good hours of smoke out of that. Any particular wood that you like to use? I tend to use hickory, Greg. Um, and, I, and I'll tell you what, I'm... I, my uh, my thought on this, my philosophy on this, use whatever wood you can get for free. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you probably get a little bit of different tastes out of the various woods, but you know what? I've got hickory and I've got oak on my property. They're free. They're great smoking woods. And so that's what I use. Matter of fact, I'll, I'll tell all the listeners out there that if you're looking for free wood, uh, go to your local golf courses after a windstorm, and you can hmm. you can take as much wood out of there as you, as, as you can fit in your car. Kevin, you got a website you want to tell people about that can learn a little bit more about you? Yeah, I've, I've put something together here, Greg, uh, actually just this year, and uh, the address is uh, net. And I'll tell you what, you know, I don't sell anything, Greg. I don't produce anything to sell, none of my rubs or sauces. But I just got kind of tired of emailing recipes to people. Mm-hmm. So I thought, you know what, let me invest a few few bucks a year. I threw this website up. I mean, you know, it's nothing fancy, but it's got over 200 recipes on it. It's got a section on kind of, you know, how to smoke things, how how barbecue competitors actually make their ribs. Uh, and it's got that competition chicken on there. Uh, so, again, it's www.thebarbecueguru.net. Check it out. Kevin's got all the recipes for the, uh, for the backyard enthusiast. A lot of questions answered there as well. Kevin, thanks for taking the time out to join me tonight, and uh, we'll have you back on again soon. Greg, this has been great, buddy. Good luck to you, and uh, I can't wait to hear Myron. Take care. Kevin Taylor, thebbqguru.net, his website. Check him out. I'm going to get out. Meyer Mixon when we come back. Scotty. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show on L.A. Talk Radio. The Big Green Egg is the most unique barbecue and grilling product on the market with its unmatched capabilities and flexibility that surpass all other conventional cookers combined. It's a smoker, a grill, and an oven. 
You can literally cook any food on it year-round, from appetizers to entrees to desserts. The Big Green Egg lights fast, and it's ready to cook on within 10 minutes, and no need for that yucky lighter fluid. The ceramic walls retain heat with an accurate temperature control, so there are no hot spots. And since the top is down while you're cooking, there are no grease flare-ups. Its handsome, unique, and decorative design produces the juiciest and most succulent food you'll ever taste. And don't forget about the world-class customer service and the lifetime warranty that goes along with every unit. You can find out more about the Big Green Egg by visiting their website at biggreenegg.com. That's biggreenegg.com. The Big Green Egg, the most versatile and unique barbecue and grilling product on the market. The future of barbecue is already here at thebarbecueguru.com. From the amazing guru that monitors and controls the temperatures of any charcoal, wood, or electric pit to the Caldera Tallboy Knockdown Smoker. Yes, it breaks down and stores flat, yet it's still a robust, sturdy, portable cooker and smokehouse. It also serves as an efficient temperature-controlled convection oven using wood or charcoal. The Tallboy is designed to fit all catering pans and can be used as a warming oven. You can cook in any style you choose, like ribs, chicken, jerky, vegetables, smoked cheese, whatever you want. Take it to KCBS competitions and unload it from the truck of your car. The BarbecueGuru.com is where you'll find the Caldera 3-Bay Caterer. It's stainless steel and uses charcoal or sterno for chafing purposes. And it doubles as a 3-Bay sink or wash station with hot water and knocks down in seconds with no tools required for transportation and storage. The future of barbecue is here at TheBarbecueGuru.com. That's www.thebbqguru.com. Or call 1-800-288-GURU. The phone lines are open on the Barbecue Central Show. Barbecue Central Show. Call 216-220-0966 to get on the air. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. Welcome back. It's the Barbecue Central Show on LA Talk Radio. Thanks again to Kevin Taylor for joining me last segment. Check out his website, thebbqguru.net. For more information, as promised, joining me now this segment, a uh, legend in barbecue. I guess that's pretty much all I need to say as far as introductions are concerned. Myron Mixon joins me. Myron, how are you tonight? Glad to be here with you, Greg. Man, you're sounding good. You're on the landline tonight, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, we're on the landline. I'm sitting here watching the Western Channel. Just watch the fastest gun alive. Who's that? Uh, got, uh, let's see who's in that. Uh, Is that a contest? You know, it's a uh, Western with Glenn Ford in it. <laughs> what i do in my spare time i watch the western channel all the time there you go myron uh there's probably a small faction of the listening audience out here that perhaps isn't as familiar with your uh you know background and competition and and uh, catering all that good stuff so why don't you give us a kind of a brief background about kind of how you got into barbecue and when you started to compete uh great we started jack's old south started up in 1996 uh Basically, to get out and promote my mom and dad's barbecue sauce. They had had their sauce in operation for about 15 years prior to that. And we got a big contest down here in my hometown of Vienna, uh, Georgia. It's called the Big Pig Jig. Heard of that. And we decided we'd get in some contests and try to win some trophies and help promote the barbecue sauce. And the first contest I went to, I took two first and a third. And I was kind of hooked. And since then, we've uh, been seven-time Team of the Year in Memphis in May. We've won the World Championship in Memphis three times, a little over 1,700 trophies and about 175 grand championships. Now, you can, and you also compete in Kansas City Barbecue Society. You also compete yeah, in those. Florida Barbecue uh, Association. Yeah, we do, we do the Kansas City Barbecue Society. We're cooking about five or six of those every year. 
Now, you've won pretty much everything at least, you know, once or twice, given your uh, particular venue that you're competing in. Does there a particular award that kind of sticks out amongst all the others? Well, I mean, naturally, the World Championships in Memphis stick out above and beyond anything, but probably the my favorite contest is probably the one in Washington, D.C. Uh, it's right there on Pennsylvania Avenue. It's called the National Championships, and uh, it's a great contest. I mean, where else are you going to get to cook a whole hog on Pennsylvania, right there below the White House and right, right up from the Capitol? No doubt. Now, you've cooked in, in all these different venues, all these different sanctioning bodies. Do you find it more difficult to cook in, in one versus the other? I mean, or which one do you prefer to cook in? Well, I mean, I love to cook in all of them. I was, you know, basically, you can say I got started with the Memphis and May style of uh, competition cooking. But, I mean, I enjoy the KCBS and the Florida Barbecue Association. You know, it's in my opinion, it's easier to do. Uh, you just turn in your blind boxes. You don't have to have the big rigs and everything. But then again... The reverse side of that, the big rigs are unique to get out there and do that. You're on site judging, having the judges come to you. So both of them have their uh, pluses, and none of them have negatives. I mean, everything is great about barbecue, whatever sanctioned body you're using. But Jack's Old South, we do all three for the FPA to the MIM to the KCBS. Is it harder to cook one versus the other, or is it just a matter of you know continuing to cook in all three of them to get your wits about you? The hardest one probably would be the Memphis and May contest. If you're doing all three categories, hogs, shoulders, and ribs, and if you're tripling up and doing all three of them, then this probably would be it. Probably more intense as far as uh, the work you'd have to do, the people you need to get it done. So you're kind of well-known, and, and if I'm uh, speaking out of turn, please correct me, but you're kind of well-known for uh, what they call cooking hot, uh, which oh, kind yeah. of deviates from you know the low and slow philosophy. What temps do you usually cook at, and... Why do you do it that way? Greg, it's called power cooking, and we cook at our temps around 300 to 350 degrees. Um, we cook all our categories for KCBS or FBA on the same grill. That's briskets, Boston butts, chicken, and ribs. And, you know, generally in the morning, as a matter of fact, I just had our cooking school here at my home from the Friday through Sunday, and that's what we teach. You know, but all the recipes we do go along with any style of cooking, but I teach power cooking. And what we'll basically do, we get to a contest, you get your meat inspected on Friday, and, you know, we're out of that. We'll marinate and check and do whatever we're going to do, and we're out of that Friday afternoon. We get back about 4 o'clock in the morning on Saturday, light our fires off, and at 5 o'clock, briskets and butts go on. And by 9 o'clock, briskets come off. By 10 o'clock, butts come off. And then we go in with our chicken, goes on at 8.30. We have it coming off by 12, ribs same way, but coming off at 12.30. So everything's done, we, you know, no earlier. We get everything on by 5, everything's off by 12. Wow. And is it just strictly for convenience of uh, of competition barbecue? Or do you, would you, if you were cooking at home, you do it that way too? I would do it at home the same way. I mean, we did a little of experiment, and I knew this from being in Memphis to make cooking. I mean, you had to have a knife to sit up with a hog. And there's no way you can power cook a 200-pound hog. So you know you have to have a knife, man, to do that where you're – sharp and you get some rest the guy's going to do the presentations and that's me and the next day we're on site judging well same way it goes with kcbs and building blind boxes and things you need to be sharp you need to be you know well rested to be that sharp and the only way you're going to do it is get your sleep and we done a little experimenting about four or five years ago and i got work and get my butts down i got them down to five hours and we kept fooling around with 14 18 pound briskets and i kept power cooking them and we got to work through those in four hours. And I couldn't see any difference 
in the tenderness. I couldn't see any difference in the flavor. Smoke ring was still the same, and you know, and then it just becomes a question of why not. Let's uh, field a couple email questions if you're up for that. Okay. Got uh, one from Chris one two three seven in Pennsylvania asking. Uh, says you're kind of famous for uh, pumping up your meat with lots of injection. What good base do you think is uh, is good to build uh, injections around? And what are some ingredients that should never be left out when it comes to injections? Uh, if you're talking about pork, I always think about injections need to be translucent. That needs not necessarily clear where it's like clear like water, but it shouldn't have dark particles in it. It shouldn't have anything that might uh, color the meat or leave pot, uh, spatches in the meat. I mean, you want to be a what I call translucent type injection. For pork, the best one to build around is vinegar and apple juice. And if on any of injection, you don't want to leave out sugar and salts. What about for uh, briskets? If I was going to do brisket, never leave out your Aju base or your beef base. Right. Now there was uh, another follow-up question to kind of injections. Okay, uh, ask Mr. Mixon. This is from Barbecue. Mm. <laughs> uh, ask Mr. Mixon if by grape juice in your injection you mean wine. Uh, if not wine, but grape juice, then uh, he wants to know which mental institution the judges get weekend passes from because he's looking more for a single-day pass himself. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, the only time I've ever used grape juice is when we were doing the uh, the barbecue all star series, and that was one of the only juices I had. I didn't really have everything there that I needed to do what I needed to, as far as my basic injection. Mm-hmm. But like I said before, the best uh, what we start with at our cook school and I teach it starts out with apple juice and with white vinegar. And again, on the brisket, we use our beef base au, and uh, we mix that with hot water and kind of let it sit overnight, and then that's where we inject in our briskets. So people saw you on TV use the grape juice and all of a yeah, sudden Yeah, I mean, that's where that came from, yeah. in the barbecue all-star. But you basically had to use what you had. I didn't really have the apple juice and stuff that I really needed, so I wound up having the substitute, which it was all right, but it wasn't as good as what I normally would have done. So after your power cooking is done, you take everything off. I mean, how long are you resting your butts and your briskets? Well, uh, we're resting the butts about four hours and briskets about four and a half. So right around the same time frame. Right. I uh, got one more email from uh, Captain Morgan asking about lighter fluid. Evidently, you uh, use lighter fluid to light your charcoal. <laughs> yes, I do. He wants to know if uh, you do that yeah, to remind judges I, of the flavors that they grew up with. Right. I mean, uh, I'm big on peach wood, and the way I got to using charcoal and, and lighting it off, and, and what I use for a star is lighter fluid. And the way that all came about was. We do a lot of contests all over the country, and normally we used to start everything with an LP torch. And you got into some places where you either had the fire marshal or the local fire department, and it became a big issue about getting permits, or if you got a permit for this one tank and you needed to change the tank out with that permit, it wasn't good for that tank. So it just got to be a kind of a hassle. And just to fix that, I just started using kinks for charcoal and using their lighter fluid and lighting off the firebox and lay my peach wood on top and when it all got burned down white that's when we started putting our meat on it just saved a lot of trouble with permits uh and once you let the coals turn white there's no chance of any fluid flavor there and plus after that all i do is load peach wood to it anyway all right so here's a final question before i let you go and we kind of touched on this briefly uh when we were uh, doing a little uh, pre-interview last week into last week there's been a lot of talk on a lot of barbecue forums uh, I've been covering a lot here on my uh, weekly show about going to competitions, competing in competitions, and facing uh, what seems to be all of a sudden a hot topic in judging bias, where 
the majority or it seems or there's an impression that judges are now deciding to judge the turn-ins for what they aren't versus what they are kind of saying hey i don't like this sauce or i don't like the way this tastes uh because it's not what i like and then scoring down uh, you compete in you know three different sanctioning bodies do you find this to be something that has always been the case is it not as rampant as everybody's making it out to be what's your take on it well yeah i mean you're gonna have some cases of it it's always been there i mean judges in a perfect world are supposed to judge the product as it's turned in on the table uh, you know, but it's not going to happen that way. I mean, people, you know, judges are like everybody else in every other avenue of life. They're human beings. They already got the preferences. They already got the biases. And, you know, and you got it in every other walk of life. Why shouldn't you have it in barbecue? I mean, you know, barbecue's not a perfect world either. And it's been there. I mean, you know, you got some judges, and, and they may not want to talk about it. They may say, no, 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 we're all... You know, we're not prejudiced on any issue, but, you know, you got some like baby backs, some don't like St. Louis ribs, and they mark down when they don't get those. You know, whatever it happens to be, they like. Uh, some like tomato-based sauces, some like fruit-based sauces. You know, and they're going to mark down for it. I mean, that's just the way that goes. Do you think that that, I mean, obviously with the proliferation of the Internet, information is scattered uh, very quickly across, you know, coast to coast, across the country, across the world. But do you think ultimately now knowing and people are talking about it that it potentially hurt the popularity of the sport? It's a big investment. I mean, you know firsthand you're spending money on entry fees. You're uh, spending money on all your meat, the time, the travel, the gas. Do you think if people know up front that there's a possibility that they're going to get not a level playing field with everybody else because of personal bias that the sport might not continue to grow as fast as it has been? No, I don't think so because – you know, every competitor, I don't care what you're in, you always think you're going to be able to overcome any adversity. And, you know, judges are one adversity. You know, weather's at one adversity. But, you know, you're not going to discourage people who want to get into this. And it is a sport. I call it a sport. Um, you know, it's not going to be discouraged. These people get in, uh, girls and boys, men and women. You know, everybody thinks they've reinvented the wheel, and as long as they have that uh, outlook on it, they're going to come into it. They're going to come into it and try to beat the odds. And, um, you know, and, and there again, I'm going to tell you something. You know, the the problem with judges, that's a small percentage of the majority of judges out there. Most judges are good judges. And, you know, again, everybody's got their biases about anything, but I think a lot of judges and most of them try to do the right thing and judge it fairly as they possibly can. And, you know, you always got a few bad apples. You got a few bad apples out on the cooking side of it, just like you do on the judging side of it. And I just don't believe that a few on either side are going to keep the sport of barbecue or competitive barbecue from expanding and getting larger. Last two questions. Why no cookbook? <laughs> well, I'm working on one right now. <laughs> All uh, right. <laughs> my good friend Ray Lampkin, he's, uh, he's got out several books, and I just did a gig up with him at the Greenbrier Resort in West Virginia. And I want to do one, but I want to come at it at a different angle than anybody else has done. I, you know, I know you got to have recipes and things like that, but I want to do something a little different. And I don't know exactly what that angle will be. You know, I got a lot of stories to tell. It would probably be, some of them would be all right. Some of them I couldn't print until I was dead. But uh, <laughs> you know, I just want to do a different angle on it. And I'm, you know, we're, I've been taking notes and writing some things down, but uh, nothing definite yet. Now, as far as uh, competition barbecue is uh, concerned, uh, I mean, it's, it's obviously growing, and as you said, everybody can kind of compete in it. Do you foresee competition barbecue getting to a point in popularity where we might actually see some of it 
on real like network television over the course of a weekend? Most definitely. I think you will. I mean, you just look at it from today, what it was five years ago, six years ago. You know, would you ever believe, you know, and i just give you a for instance. I mean, you got some guys like Bobby Flay and Emerald and Paula Dean and all these greats on the Food Network five years ago uh, really wasn't studying or thinking about barbecue. But now all of them have got barbecue rubs. Paula Dean's even got a barbecue rub. Everybody wants to get in on this barbecue gig. And, you know, it's growing and it's growing and it's growing. When you got players like that getting involved in it, yeah, sure. I believe you'll see it. Now, I'm, so, I'm going to ask one more question. I'm sorry, I keep dragging this out. And, and maybe I'm myopic in the fact that, you know, I've kind of tried to, to take my time, study, see where the history has been. And then you have guys like uh, Bobby Flay. I mean, nobody can uh, dispute his credentials as a chef. Uh, he obviously knows what he's doing around a grill. But as far as barbecue is concerned, the low and slow aspect, uh, there's a lot of feeling that he's more of a jobber where he has access to put his name on a show that says barbecue, but he doesn't really know anything about it. Uh, do you think there's a lot of that going on where people that have bigger names are just kind of glomming their names on something that maybe really don't understand the, the background behind it and the history of it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm sure you got some of that out there. You, I mean, you got some guys that have been competing for years, in my opinion, don't really know what barbecue's about. But people like Bobby Flay are not stupid. They're smart folks. And, and anybody that doesn't think Bobby Flay hadn't figured out barbecue yet, you know, I think they're very naive. You know, Bobby Flay's jumped in on everything he's ever tried to do, and I'm just picking Bobby Flay because you brought him up. Sure. But uh, but he's smart. That cat's smart, and uh, and to say he doesn't know anything about barbecue would be uh, that would be a false statement, I would think. Myron, where can people go to uh, find out a little bit more about you? Got a website you want to kick out? Oh yeah. Uh, anything about Jack's Old South, our upcoming cook schools, or any of the things we sell online, or where we're going to be at, or some of our contests and our recent wins, you can go to jacksoldsouth.com. All right, there it is, Myron Mixon. Appreciate you hanging on. I know we ran a little late, but uh, it's hard to break off the conversation uh, when it's going so well. So uh, continued success. Jacksoldsouth.com is where we'll go to find out more about you, and we'll have you again on soon. I appreciate the time, Myron. Yes, sir. Talk to you later. Greg. Take care. Myron Mixon, I'm way late. Stand by for Barbecue Password. Call in now if you want to play. Stand by. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show on LA Talk Radio. Barbecue has never been easier with the Barbecue Guru. The Barbecue Guru is a temperature control and monitor for all pits, charcoal, wood, electric, your pit. It easily attaches to any smoker or pit and gives you simple, trouble-free control of your temperatures so you can make championship-quality barbecue every time and all the time. And it's location-free. Take it anywhere. This amazing breakthrough in barbecue technology is a microprocessor-controlled draft system that uses temperature monitors and a small fan to keep your temperatures constant. The stainless steel Guru Pit Minder gives you a choice of controls from 90 to 370 degrees. So cold smoking, pepper drying, making cheese or jerky or fabulous briskets and ribs is nothing short of effortless. The Procom 4 lets you monitor your pit from up to 600 feet away. And there's more. Check out the full line of products and accessories for the future of barbecue with new items on the way. Visit thebarbecueguru.com. That's www.thebbqguru.com. Or call 1-800-288-GURU. The Big Green Egg is the most unique barbecue and grilling product on the market with its unmatched capabilities and flexibility that surpass all other conventional cookers combined. 
It's a smoker, a grill, and an oven. You can literally cook any food on it year-round. Top is down while you're cooking. There are no grease flare-ups. Its handsome, unique, and decorative design produces the juiciest and most succulent food you'll ever taste. And don't forget about the world-class customer service and the lifetime warranty that goes along with every unit. You can find out more about the Big Green Egg by visiting their website at biggreenegg.com. That's biggreenegg.com. The Big Green Egg, the most versatile and unique barbecue and grilling product on the market. Now, let's get back to the Barbecue Central Show on L.A. Talk Radio. Welcome back to the Barbecue Central Show on L.A. Talk Radio. Thanks again to Meyer Mixon for joining me last segment. We are way over. I apologize. We go to area code 586, Barbecue Central Radio. Name and where you're calling from. Hey, it's uh, Paul Puff Daddy from Michigan. How you doing, Greg? Paul Puff Daddy. What's up? You ready, uh, you ready to play Barbecue Password? I am ready, man. Shoot. All right. Stand by. It's Barbecue Password. It's Super Barbecue Password. From the studios live in Cleveland, Ohio, we go to the game show sweeping the nation for your chance to win a fun and fantabulous prize giveaway with your host, Greg Rempe. And now, here's me, Greg Rempe. All right, thank you. Live studio audience here tonight. For uh, Paul Puff Daddy, ready to play uh, Barbecue Password again, I'll ask you five or I'll say five words, and you try and match how I match these up. You don't understand what I'm saying? I will do my best. All right, here we go. Question number one. Reverse sear. I need an answer today, Puff. No, the only word that, that comes to mind is direct after that. Sorry. Ah, I hate that noise. Next oh, one. Okay. Jack Daniels. One heck of a marinade. Sorry. And next one, you got to get you got to get the the next three in a row. Ray Lampy. Uh, Dr. Barbecue. Very nice. Thank you. Thank you. Question number two. Weber Smoky Mountain. We're sleeping, man. What? We are a sleepy man. No. Sorry. Puff, no winner for you tonight, buddy. Sorry about that. Big time loser. Get off my phone. You're out of here. All right. Uh, if you're interested, give me a call. We have uh, two minutes left. You know at least one right answer. 216-220-0966. Thanks to Puff for calling in. Hey, next week, let's do a little show, pimp. Former barbecue you host, multiple-time author, great grilling manufacturer of tools and whatnot, Stephen Reichlin has a new book coming out, Barbecue Planet. Also, uh, new TV show, Primal Grill. Go ahead and call in, 216-220-0966 for your chance to win a two-pack of uh, PD River Swamp Sauce, dial in. 
How about uh, Kevin Taylor, second segment? Great information there. Myron Mixon joining me last segment. I know we went in a hundred different places, and uh, I still got—I didn't get to about a hundred different things that I wanted to get to as well. Actually, looking to uh, roundtable him and uh, Doctor Barbecue, and hopefully Chris Lilly as well uh, for the uh, Greenbrier. So we go to area code three three zero Barbecue Central Radio. Name and where you're calling from. Uh, Chris in Seatown. Chris in Seatown. You want to play Barbecue Password? Uh, no. Can oh. Can we have a quick question? Uh, go ahead. Well, um, I, I know the show was running late, um, but I did want to um, get your opinion on uh, the compatibility of the uh, Weber Smoky Mountain with the Porky Pig style technique. Uh, you have the potential to get burned very badly. Anything to do with Porky Pig style. That's my thought. Okay, I'd like to play the password game now. All right, stand by. All right, here's the how it works. I'm going to say uh, you got to get three out of five. I will say a word, and you try and match what I'm thinking in my brain. Ready? Yes. Reverse seer. Pass. Jack Daniels. Whiskey. Ray Lampy. Dr. Barbecue. Weber Smoky Mountain. Three, two, uh, uh-huh. one. Uh. Last one. You got to get it. Spatchcock. Excuse me? Spatchcock. Spatch what? Spatchcock. Spatch what? Thanks for nothing. You did not win. All right. Somebody just called. Uh, here's something that we never do on the show. We're calling back, and we're calling back to Canada, damn it. Somebody's going to win this sauce. I'm running way late. Apologies to Sam. But listenership is up, and I'm feeling it tonight. Good interviews. Is this Diva Q? It is Diva Q. Diva live, Barbecue Central Radio, live on the air. Oh, my God. Hi. How you doing, guys? Great show tonight, Greg. Yeah, thanks. Good job. Good job. Did you want to play Barbecue Password? No. No? No. For a two-pack of PD River Swamp Sauce for free? Okay, shoot. Go ahead. Here we go. Got to get three out of five. I'll say a word, and you try and match what I'm thinking in my uh, very infantile brain. All right, then. Good luck with that. Reverse sear. Serpent's apple. No. <laughs> Jack Daniels. Damn good whiskey. Ray Lampy. Back barbecue. Yes. Weber Smoky Mountain. WSM. Oh. Winner. Why don't uh, why don't you want to play my game when you know you're going to win? That's uh It's all good. How dare it's you. all good. This could be a new sauce for you to start racking up the grand championships uh, starting when? Next yeah, weekend or the weekend got, after? Got a couple more weeks. Got a couple more weeks to win next one. All right. Well, Going good. for a chance at the best of the best next. Best of the best in uh, Douglas, Georgia. Yeah. i got to have Kel Phelps on to talk about that. Thank you for reminding me. Diva, email me your uh, shipping address, and I'll send it down to Tim, and you will have free stuff sooner than later. Terrific. Thanks a lot, Greg. All right. Thanks, Danielle. Have a great night, guys. Take care. That's it. Way late. 
Sam, apologies. Thanks to Kevin Taylor, Fort Wayne, Indiana. Stogie, thebbqguru.net. If you go to .com, you're actually going to go to the Barbecue Guru manufacturer. So go to .net, Kevin Taylor. Myron Mixon, huge interview there. JacksOldSouth.com. Catch up with him. Thanks to uh, Sam Hassan for running my sound right there in South Central California, Los Angeles to be exact. Sorry I'm running late. I'll make it up to you. Don't forget the broads are coming up after me at 10 o'clock. We'll see you back here next Tuesday with Stephen Reichland. Week after that, Gary Vaynerchuk of WLTV fame. Week after that, Ray Lampy talking about his new barbecue book. We're packed and we're loaded for at least three weeks. And that could be all the longer the show's on the air. See you back here next Tuesday for the Barbecue Central Show. This is your program host, Greg Rempe. Good night now. The Big Green Egg is the most unique barbecue and grilling product on the market with its unmatched capabilities and flexibility that surpass all other conventional cookers combined. It's a smoker, a grill, and an oven. You can literally cook any food on it year-round, from appetizers to entrees to desserts. The Big Green Egg lights fast, and it's ready to cook on within 10 minutes, and no need for that yucky lighter fluid. The ceramic walls retain heat with an accurate temperature control, so there are no hot spots. And since the top is down while you're cooking, there are no grease flare-ups. Its handsome, unique, and decorative design produces the juiciest and most succulent food you'll ever taste. And don't forget about the world-class customer service and the lifetime warranty that goes along with every unit. You can find out more about the Big Green Egg by visiting their website at BigGreenEgg.com. That's BigGreenEgg.com. The Big Green Egg, the most versatile and unique barbecue and grilling product on the market. Barbecue has never been easier with the Barbecue Guru. The Barbecue Guru is a temperature control and monitor for all pits, charcoal, wood, electric, your pit. It easily attaches to any smoker or pit and gives you simple, trouble-free control of your temperatures so you can make championship-quality barbecue every time and all the time. And it's location-free. Take it anywhere. This amazing breakthrough in barbecue technology is a microprocessor-controlled draft system that uses temperature monitors and a small fan to keep your temperatures constant. The stainless steel Guru Pit Miner gives you a choice of controls from 90 to 370 degrees. So cold smoking, pepper drying, making cheese or jerky or fabulous briskets and ribs is nothing short of effortless. The Procom 4 lets you monitor your pit from up to 600 feet away. And there's more. Check out the full line of products and accessories for the future of barbecue with new items on the way. Visit thebarbecueguru.com. That's www.thebbqguru.com. Or call 1-800-288-GURU.